Uh, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Oh, cool. Love Marvin Gaye. Cool. Well, that is your six and a half minute intro to the podcast that TJ had no idea was going on. Yeah. I, 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 if you can't tell, I was going through the Rolling Stone list. That is, that TJ is going through, was just going through the Rolling Stone list. And I got to say, I respect that list just like I respect the list that we are going to be talking about today Mm. by the Rolling Stones which is their top 100 television shows of all time because they recently released this new list. They had a list out for quite a while, but they updated it because there's a lot of new shows out, like Squid Game, which, spoiler alert, is in the list, along with a variety of other shows. And and also just, you know, taking another glance at all the shows that have been released, you know, post-World War II or whatever, because... You know, with time, opinions change, things change. You can really see how well certain things have aged. And so it, it makes total sense to to revamp the list, especially again with with also all the streaming services that are coming into our coming into our world with Paramount Plus, HBO Max, all that stuff that's creating so much content that it's hard to keep up with. And I'm having a hard time keeping up with just a couple shows. But, you know, hey, it gives you an endless amount of streaming options. So who's really complaining here? I'm not. I promise I'm not. Also, as I'm going through this list, I realize there are one, two, three. There's four Target ads in a row. That's just mad chilling right here. Four? Yeah. I I get it, Target. I get it, Rolling Stones. I, I see that. I don't need four of the same ad in a row to remind me of what I'm looking at. So anyway, I I just want... I just would like them to know that. They really don't care, but I would just like them to know that. All right. Well, and we should also mention, I guess, before we start, that it has been a hot minute since you and I have been on the mics. That's because TJ is a very busy man, and I am a busy man. And so college exists, for TJ work exists, but we are finally able to get back on the mics and talk about television shows we love, hate, Everything in between. Everything in between. So with that epic teaser, how would you rate that teaser, TJ, out of 10? I'd give it a nice uh, 8 out of 10. All right. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, That seems like an honest rating. I'm glad you didn't go the 10 out of 10 route because then I would just, I would be, I would would have a suspicion that that you actually thought it was a 3 out of 10. So I'm glad you Mm. gave that an honest 8 out of 10 rating. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Apparently, uh, Rolling Stone Australia has the top 100 movies of all time. Oh, well, no one cares about Australia. I love Australia. <laughs> Just kidding. All the Aussies out there, I respect you. I love your I love your uh, country. Sometimes, I guess. I don't know. Sometimes. I love your wildlife. Except for... And even the wildlife that, that kills you. I still... That deadly wildlife... Still love it. So all those giant spiders, my homies. Kangaroos, definitely my homies. Dingoes. Did you know that dingoes are the smartest animal in Australia that isn't human? According to the internet. According to dingoes? <laughs> yeah, according to d- dingoes wrote it up. Yeah, they're like, you know what? Let's yeah, just... they, they got on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dingo Central Reddit. What do you? What would happen if a dingo became so smart and it actually like, beca- like was able to understand Reddit and you showed it Reddit for the first time? 
What would happen? Yeah. I think they would just create their own Reddit. Do you think, like, the, the, the dingo would just be so, like, disappointed in humans because Reddit exists and is Reddit? Or, like... No. I think... <laughs> okay, I think the first... They'd be enamored with it first. Yes. But once they, like, get into it... They would realize that hu- humanity isn't as cool as maybe they originally thought. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I could agree with that for sure. All right. Moving on from dingoes. We have the list. Now, we aren't going to go through every single one. We're not going to go, okay, 100 is what we do in the shadows. 99 is Oz. We're not going to do that. We are mostly going to highlight. We will definitely talk about every single top 20 show or top 15, top 10, whatever time permits. Yeah. But we will kind of talk about like placements that are interesting that are just like not. For a good or bad reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like number 96. (laughs) Number Rick 96, what do you have? Okay, yeah. So we have Rick and Morty at 96. Now, I have seen... How many episodes did you never since show me, TJ? Like two or three episodes? I can't remember. I don't even think I was there for the whole time you showed... Well, we were at ca- the cabin, remember? Yeah, but I don't think I was there for every episode you were shown. No. Well, I saw three or two or three or maybe even four episodes, and TJ can vouch vouch for this. It is just not my kind of show personally. Yeah, but I do. It's not my kind of comedy necessarily, but I do understand why it's such a god tier animated show and yeah. why it has such a big following because it is a good, legitimately great show. Yeah, it's super creative, and it it, it is like it's it's genuine. It, I mean, like it is it's creative, creative. People are craving original content, and it's this is about as original as you can get. Yeah, it's um, it's super funny. It's it's just it's likable. It, I mean, a lot of the the ideas of it are just it feels fresh and new. And I mean, you got Dan Harmon working on it and Justin Roiland, who are both f- funny guys. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised it's so low because I mean, specifically like I mean, when did it start? Like 2015, somewhere in there. 2016. Yeah, something like that. Somewhere in there. I mean, like it has become like old. Oh, the one of the biggest cultural sensations probably in a long time it has taken over pop culture yeah it is it's like one of the shows of shows right now and to think like there's some picks in here that are like really weirdly high that i would definitely put rick in i would pick put rick and morty probably in like top 50 honestly i, I would agree with that yeah it's, from what yeah. i've seen and what i've heard about yeah, it from like the the artistic ver- like side of it for like when it does get artistic and stuff like that like whoops you would think it would be a lot higher because people dig it a lot. It's just one of those shows that people rally behind, but apparently not Rolling Stone. <laughs> yeah. Now, we should also note that we don't know who exactly is voting on these, the age range at least. Yeah. That 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 is yeah. I have no so idea. So that is a big deal. Like for example, I remember a big thing that kind of ticked me off was Premiere Magazine, which no longer exists, did like a top 20 or something overrated movies of all time, and they had Field of Dreams on there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who are these people? And it turns out they were like millennials and Make, yeah. younger people that really didn't have like, didn't really understand the, just the whole power behind Field of Dreams and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So... So I don't know who exactly is making this list. If it is older people, then that could possibly be the reason why Rick and Morty is there. But nonetheless, yeah, we both disagree. It should be much, much, much higher than it actually is. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm looking at some of these, and, like, 
I'm look like uh something like number eighty two. It's it's a show called Party Down. It's a show about like uh people who are like uh out, like cater servers. Uh and it has like Adam Scott and uh Lizzie Kaplan who's from Mean Girls and Oh yeah. Stuff like that. It went on for like two seasons max. It got canceled on stars like immediately. But it's it's gonna garner like a tiny cult following. There's no way I would have expected it to be in here. And there's a there's a few of those. Uh like I get there's some like shows that are like Fleabag, which is definitely in here. Uh and I think it's in the top twenty. Um that because like people think that that shows a fantastic show, but um a lot of those ones that are like go on for like one season max do not expect to be in here. They definitely are, and they outrank a lot of things that like I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. I'm here for it, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, so it sounds like what you're saying, and I think definitely think it is true. Is there definitely is a balance between putting it on the list. These these one to two season shows on the list and not putting them on the list. Yeah, there's a balance to it where it's like, um, I mean, you look at some of the ones that beat it, and you're just like, there's honestly there's no real way. I mean, like Freaks and Geeks, it went on for like a season, and it's it, it's a high because people think it's fantastic, but like at the same time, it there's not that much of it. It's not like a full show show that goes through multiple seasons and all that. So I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. All right. Let's see. What what show next do we want to talk about? Well, we should note that Squid Game is at 95. Yeah. Squid Game is at 95. The Rockford Files was at 93. I was actually kind of surprised by that one. Oh, yeah. I was just looking The at Muppet that. Show, 92. Hell, yeah. We should also remember that well, – we should also note – that there are shows like Jeopardy and other stuff like that that's yeah. in this list. It's not, it's not just dramas and sitcoms. Yeah, it, there there's some like uh, it's like sketch comedy. Like I saw Kids in the Hall in there. Yeah, like eighty. I think it's eighty. Yeah, eighty seven. Um, mm-hmm. That show's funny. Um, I I love it. <laughs> yeah, Fargo. Fargo is in there at eighty four. Um, Always Sunny at eighty one. Always Sunny 81, that's a show that I have been interested in getting into because it's, well, it broke the record a season ago or maybe this last season of longest running uh, comedy show, I think, ever. I think it was something like that, right? It might be. Something like that. It was it broke some crazy record. Band of Brothers is at eighty. That one I've had on my list a while. Yeah, that, that one surprised me because I, I I heard that that one's fan, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I always heard it in the conversation of legitimately top ten shows of all time. Yeah, uh, I like best miniseries stuff like that. Yeah, another uh, sketch comedy and Mister Show. Mm-hmm. I've heard about. I've heard some stuff about that one. Never actually seen it. I know. I, I know either. that one has a big cult following. Yeah, um, I mean, it's Bob Odenkirk, and uh, I think, is it David Cross? Is the other guy? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. The, he's who's also in um, Arrest Development. Yes, he's super funny. Yeah. Both of them are. They're both fantastic. Um, yeah, I've heard good things. I've never, that, I mean, that's where the uh, the famous photo of them playing uh, Smash Bros. behind the scenes is from. Oh, really? That? Yeah. Oh, so good. I love it. Now, do you know where you can get that on a streaming service? Do you know? Might be HBO. Okay, I'll look. Yeah, I can look that up. Well, I'll look that up later. Yeah. At 75, there's Frasier, 
which is a show that we both need to get to. Yeah. Big fan of the character because I have seen Cheers, seen all of Cheers, and he is one of the characters that made the sitcom, that sitcom, in my opinion, the greatest sitcom of all time because it did something that very few sitcoms did with by giving Frasier and more screen time and introducing him and some other characters managed to like not lose any beats or anything like that or any quality um, by adding characters like that and giving them screen time. So Frasier is a great sitcom character and I'm excited to get to that show when I do. Yeah, I, I'm interested. I'm I'm definitely interested why it's under 50 because for all the like things I've heard about it, I've heard it's absolutely fantastic. Um, like a, f- a few of the things I've heard is I've a lot of people say it's like one of their favorite sitcoms just in general, if not their their favorite. Uh, like I know I have a friend who like loves Frasier. He's like it is undoubtedly the funniest show I've ever seen. Hmm. Which um, I'm interested because I mean, uh, I mean he's a side character in Cheers that gets his own show. How can that? How can that possibly tip to like top the original? But uh, apparently it's a thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to, I'm not definitely shouldn't, you definitely shouldn't judge things before watching them, but I don't, well, I don't, my prediction is I don't think it will top cheers, but yeah, but I, I yeah, I, I mean, maybe, but I, yeah, I'm interested because I feel like, um, I, I feel like it's in the, the running for like top tier sitcoms just in general because yeah. it, it, it is very iconic. Um, but I don't know. This like recently, I've heard a lot of like really good things about it, like that it's aged really well, like a lot better than a lot of those sitcoms, and that it's even better than its like original thing. So I don't know. I I find it kind of weird. That it's a little lower. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of weird. Compa- like considering some of the shows that are around it. Yeah, yeah, that that is definitely added to the collection of. Of the Rick, the Rick and Morty collection, where it's yeah, it's it, interesting. Why is it so why low? Why is it so low? It's so iconic in like the just the way things are run now. But like I don't yeah. know. Yeah, South Park. I'll shout out is at sixty three. Just as sort of just because it's a popular show. So happy to see this show on the list. I'm going to show TJ some episodes maybe tonight or sometime soon. Is Taxi the sitcom Taxi that went on in the seventies and early eighties? It is absolutely hilarious oh at 60 i see it it's at 60s yeah it's at at 60s it is 60 the i never really got any i i never had seen a lot of comedy screen time i guess you'd say with danny devito before this show like you know I'd, i'd see batman returns or whatever but that's you know not necessarily hardcore comedy but but I saw him in Taxi. I mean, I watched all of Taxi, and he is absolutely hilarious. Anytime he's on screen, he's funny. Oh, yeah. His his comedic power is feels like it's unlimited. Like he could just he could just sit there and make one like one comment hilarious. And oh, yeah. as well as Christopher Lloyd who's in that show and joins it later him and Christopher Lloyd. I was telling you that I was telling you this TJ, which is whenever they're in a scene together in that show and it's those two, it's like, it's gold. It is gold, gold, Jerry gold. And 
you can't stop laughing. It's hard to breathe sometimes when they're in the room together and just just an absolutely hilarious show. Well, I, I mean, wish it, yeah, didn't it win like best like comedy show for the like, the Emmys like 3 or 4 years in a row? Yeah, I remember we had this conversation and actually looked it up. Yeah. It it is crazy. And Danny DeVito won I know he won a Golden Globe for the show. I don't know about an Emmy, but I know he mm-hmm. won a Golden Globe. Um, he definitely won the most awards out of any of the main cast, which makes sense. Also of note is the main character in Taxi is which why is it what's his name? Judd Hirsch? That's right. Mm. Is the therapist in Ordinary People, which is by far the biggest movie he was in, and he was actually up for an Oscar for that role as well. He's, he was going to be in the new Spielberg movie. Is he really? Yeah. Um, I know he was still acting, but I didn't know that. Yeah, I. I don't know how big of a role he's going to have, but uh, I, I can't wait for that movie. It looks so good. I wish more people, and the last thing I'll say is I wish more people saw Taxi because it is, yeah. it hasn't, it's one of those shows, movies, whatever, that's aged, but it hasn't, you know? Like it's yeah. definitely set in a time period, but yeah. like the comedy is translated so well. It's hilarious. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, like you'll get like the cast, and like you said, it's like DeVito. It's Judd Hirsch. It's Christopher Lloyd. It's, it's um, Tony Danza. Yes, Tony Danza. It is. A, it uh, is Andy one Kaufman. Of... It's just like tons of big names for just like the time and like all time comedy. Like people are uh, just like are actors and like people who have done all time great things. Like all in one show. Like how can that go wrong? And uh, directed a lot of most of the episodes are directed by James Burroughs, who's like basically. I feel like I, I, feel like I know that name. Cheers. Yeah. Um, Cheers Taxi. What else he done? He did a. Uh... I feel like you read a book by him, and I remember looking yeah, at all the sitcoms. I, like, I'm failing. I feel like I remember Will and Grace was on there. Yes, correct. Will, Will and Grace, Grace is so funny. Directed the pilot to Friends as okay. well. Um, so he is basically the godfather of a lot of sitcoms. A lot of sitcoms. Okay. He literally like gave, and they talk about it on the. Well, you remember seeing the Friends reunion mm-hmm. show? He's on there, and they were kind of talking about like how all the important direction. And foundation he gave to all those characters. Yeah. With all those actors who were, you know, new and stuff like that to the game. So, yeah, definitely goaded. And I just hope more people see that show. Good stuff. Key and Peele actually follows that right after at 59. Oh, Key and Peele. (laughs) Russian. Aaron. I've always. What's your favorite Key and Peele skit, by the way? Oh, I haven't seen that many. Well, I mean, I haven't seen many either, but just. Oh, um, mine's the football players, right? Where they do the, where they're like, uh, make fun of that, where they say like they're from their, where they're from. The one I feel like I remember the most is like, it's like, it's like a bat, people playing basketball and then it turns into them explaining the electoral college (laughs) and it's just like, it's such a non sequitur. It just, it's so funny. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I love it. That's great. Uh, I'm surprised Russian doll is super high. Um, what was it, that one? It's um, it's a Netflix show about uh, it's like Groundhog's Day. Oh, but um, yeah, I, I I've heard good things. It has um, okay, what's her name? She was on SNL for a while. Um, I feel like her first name is Natasha. I don't remember Natasha Romanoff. Yeah, Black <laughs> Widow. Um, but yeah, I've heard it's a good like dark comedy kind of like spin on Groundhog's Day. So I'm like. Huh. Might have to f- try that one all the way through now. And 
this show is definitely relevant considering it just got a movie, which is Community at 56. Yeah. I started rewatching this. <laughs> oh, you have so have you have you started watching it from rewatching it from beginning to end? Yeah, I um I'm like uh maybe 60% of the way through season 1. Okay. Give or take ish. Yeah, the first 3 seasons are fantastic. So funny. <laughs> so funny. Man is good. Man <laughs> is evil. <laughs> I love the show because it does what a lot of my favorite movies do, which is pay homage and parody other shows that inspired Dan Harmon, Dan Harmon liked, whoever else liked, while still feeling fresh and original and all that. So funny. Um, I specifically can think of the MASH episode because that's one of my favorite sitcoms. And it's just, yeah, so inventive. It really broke the barriers of what you could do in yeah. like a sitcom i guess show comedy show like it was yeah. doing a lot of stuff that was kind of unheard of at the time yeah it's super meta and it makes fun of itself like so much and like makes fun of other like shows like it so much that's just like it it's so like like i said meta and it's just like all the characters are super funny i mean yeah dan Harmon when he first writes those first few seasons are hilarious it definitely has the friends energy of any one of those characters could make their own their yeah. own sitcom and, and and carry it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hello, Luke. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. One of our um, cross country friends. Yeah. On Snap hit us up saying, Hey, when can I join your podcast? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um but yeah, the, I mean yeah, everyone is super funny, whether it's Joel McHale or Donald Glover or um is it Jillian Anderson? I think that's no, yeah. no, no. Jillian Anderson's X Files. You're thinking of Jillian Jacobs. Jillian Jacobs. I, I was close. Yeah, they, yeah. Jillian Anderson is. Uh, I get yeah, my brain can never. Or love the the beloved Dana Scully. As soon as I started rewatching Community, my brain gets them mixed up all the time. Yeah, yeah. Jillian Jacobs. Um, who's the other girl? Well, there's two others, but uh, Allison Brie. That's right. That's right. Yeah, which I think most of them uh, got their own Netflix shows after, and I heard were both pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, I think most of them are. Well, Joe McHale the, didn't yeah. really. Joe McHale, I think he did some talk, show, like it did like a talk show thing, He's, like Comedy Central. He, yeah, he kind of pops around things. I yeah, he'll make like a cameo in a movie. Like I know he's in like a Sam Livingston movie. Mm. The guy who did Euphoria. Like he did, it, like he was in like his first movie or something like that. It's really random. <laughs> and right now, randomly, he's in a, the Star Girl show, CW yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of just pops up. He because he's just like, I don't really need to do anything too crazy. Um, but yeah. Uh, Jillian Jacobs got her own show. I think it's called Love. Allison okay. Brie got one called Glow. Okay. Um, Donald Glover had Atlanta. Yeah, and Which I know is up in the top of the list. Who's so the actor good. that plays Abed? Uh, Daniel Pudi. Yeah, I'm looking Putty? right now. Yeah, something like that. Pudi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's on Mystic Quest, which I think is also a Dan Harmon show. And of course, you have Chevy Chase, which, from an acting perspective, great stuff. Has some great yeah. comedy. I mean, he's, he's a yeah. he's, he's an all time goat comedy actor. Yeah, he's in um like my second. So sometimes my first, I flip, I flip Christmas Vacation and the Holiday Inn Christmas movies back and forth. But one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, 
Christmas Vacation. Absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah. And uh, was one of the... Was he an original cast member on SNL? I think he is. He was definitely... If he was not the original, he was definitely in, like, the next batch right after. Yeah, he, he was in, like, the first 10 years. Because it was him... Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Well, actually, I don't even think Steve Martin was an actual cast member. Well, but who, who, it was, uh, was Belushi was with, with, with Chase? Belushi was Chase, with Chase. Yeah. Because I know Bill, they... Wasn't Bill Murray on there? Yeah, Bill I Murray's think so. On there. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought, uh, Steve Martin was on there, but he's not, because he, he pretty much was a cast member, because he was just on there all the time. Oh, yeah. But... He just guest peer- appearanced a lot? He did a bunch of guest appearances. I think he still holds the most. Oh, wow. Because he was on there, like, at least, like, two or three times a season. Interesting. Every, yeah, like, for a long time. And then he's popped up every now and then, it's like, because he stayed relevant, but, mm-hmm. um, like, he was on there a lot, a lot, for a long time. All right. We are at the 30-minute mark, so let's... Ooh. Let's, uh, let's put on some cruise control here. Okay. ER is at 54... Some the Georgie Office Clooney. UK is at 53. Barry, 52. Barry, 52. Heard great things about that show. And The X-Files <laughs> is at 51. So this is an interesting... This is interesting. Now, it should be said that I am I am biased. I give... I, I admit that, right? Because it is my second favorite show of all time. I love the show dearly for many different reasons. Starting with the chemistry between the main the main pair, Duchovny and and Jillian Anderson, actually Jillian Jacobs. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and sort of its mix of of sci-fi and and detective, uh, dete- but with that detective edge edge to it, and it 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 it, it gave a present day setting. With all of this fantasy, sci-fi, horror stuff to it, which made it so interesting and and at oftentimes very good. I think the first five seasons are are great, and then after that is where you start running into some issues. And then when you get to seven, eight, and nine, there are some pretty bad episodes in there, and not always the greatest writing and and all that stuff. And then they ended up making a season ten and eleven. Which was which was fine. It was all right. It, there were some good moments, but overall, all right. Now, the reason I have a problem with it at fifty one is I, I understand the argument that it wasn't as consistent of a show as far as quality is concerned with some of the shows that with a lot, a few of the show, quite a few of the shows that come after it in this list. But this show sad. is ridiculously iconic. Mm-hmm. Oh, like. Yeah. Like, if there was an iconic meter, it would basically almost be breaking it. It is just as iconic as any show to ever exist is. Yeah. It, it, as it's far as what it created with its fans, right? It created message boards. Like, that was a thing that wasn't really existing. They, the, the first message board uh, online community that, like, talked about shows or whatever was the X-Files community. Um, that That's just outside of the show. But in the show, you have... Um, Jillian Anderson being an iconic female character in television, right? Like mm-hmm. one of the first ones to have that kind of like following, following and role and stuff like that, and not being a damsel in distress, like a legitimate character that was oftentimes saving Duchovny. Oh yeah, because uh, Mulder was well, you know, Mulder's he he has He's some issues. Yeah, he he has some issues. Um, and some great writing 
all that stuff. Um, extremely iconic theme song. Oh yeah, as well. And 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 phrases too. All that stuff. Taglines. Um, I want to believe. Things like that. Um, so so yeah. It and it also, by the way, fun fact got Fox started, right? Fox, the Simpsons and the X Files were the two shows that actually made people realize Fox existed. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so I think it is way, way too low, way too low. I think it should be, in my opinion, should be in the 30s. Yeah, it should be 40 there. to 35 because you do need a heavy hit from the fact that those seasons seven through nine were not the greatest. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. again, with all those iconic moments in the show and iconic things that it created, cold opens being one of them, right? Those weren't really a thing. The way, just with how, how I guess dry and with literally no context, it just jumps into you know that minute or whatever of cold open of what 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 is going on here and jumps yeah. into the theme. Totally started with the X Files and made it unique. So and that's literally used in. A lot of the big drama shows that are in the top ten. I mean, Breaking Bad does it, stuff like that. So, so, um, so yeah, that's my case for it. And uh, I'm right. I'm always right. So <laughs> that's where it should be. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that that, that I mean, that I I, I can't. You could. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much said everything. Yeah. Um, I know you're gonna pick it back up though, TJ. You were saying at some yeah, point. Yeah, I I haven't I haven't watched in a while. I really need to. Um, I was I was feeling about watching it recently. Emerson's calling me. Just oh, one, okay. Just one sec. What's good, Home Slice? Okay. Still? That's bizarre. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you're not missing much. We're just doing a podcast, so. We're we're talking about why you're why you need help, Emerson, as a human. Okay. <laughs> Fair. I like these arguments. All right, I'll accept that. Oh. Okay, this makes sense. Okay, just so you know, Emerson, we literally have this recorded, so if we hear that Fred Meyer is robbed, the cops will be able to find this recording and bust you. Uh, It's not robbing if it's consensual. This makes sense. Okay, all right, that's that's Mm, interesting. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see you soon. See the next show that appeals to me, because that's all that matters, is <laughs> is Arrested Development at 37. Now, 
I have only seen the first three seasons, which is the reason it's I've only seen the first three seasons is that was because that was that was the original ending on Fox, another Fox show. They ended up picking it back up in 2013. Netflix did for a few more seasons. So I'm only speaking of the first three seasons, which I and I and I did actually watch the first few episodes of the Netflix episodes, but I didn't really find those as interesting they weren't nearly as funny the comedy was kind of off i don't know why it wasn't nearly like it was before but arrested development at 37 i really like that spot for it i really do because it does have it does have flaws and it definitely has flaws mostly really with the later seasons like funny enough like the show i was just talking about x files but it did so many things right, and one of those is with the main central character played by Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman is a hilarious comedy actor. I mean, TJ, you and I have talked about him quite a bit, and just well, just in general, a great actor. And he's really showed that with with Ozark. He's not just a comedy dude, but when he does do comedy, which again is most of the time, obviously, it's awesome. And he kills the role of. He knows how to how to play that character of reacting to the chaos, right? That is what Jason Bateman's character is. He's trying to help the family survive and all that stuff. And despite all his crazy relatives and crazy family, and all his reactions are gold. They're hilarious. And then the, the then, and then the characters and the actors who are making his life chaotic are also awesome. We talked about David Cross. He's in the show. He plays what's his name? Toby? Is it Toby? I think I think so. I think Toby. And then you have Will Arnett, who I wish I saw him in more um, like sitcoms because he is hilarious. I know he's in BoJack. He's the main character in BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm. But seeing him in more comedies would be kind of cool, more sitcoms or more whatever. Um, he's hilarious, a magician, <laughs> trying, to, trying to be a, ma- a magician, a successful magician in the show. And Michael Sarah is in it. Yeah, it actually also has a fairly loaded cast as well. Oh, it has a very loaded cast. Yeah, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, it 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 has tons of just super funny people. It's uh, I I it's the banana stand. You gotta love it. <laughs> there's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> it it's it that show is just so funny, like consistently. Uh, it's always good. Yeah. It is. Um, I don't know about you, but the, the the website skipped over all of the fifties or the all the stuff in the forties for me, and it just jumped straight into or forty or fifty through forty one, which is where Friends is at forty nine, and BoJack, which is at forty. Speaking of BoJack, 41. I love BoJack. I that's one of the shows that I um. I, 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 I just love to bits. I think um, I think it's so much more than an animated show. It's one of those ones that like it's like Rick and Morty, where it's just like it's so inventive and it's so it, the way it it, it it can like be just inventive and funny is just like it's so off the charts. Because it, it, as much as it is a comedy show, it is like legitimately depressing. Mm. It is. I think it is arguably one of the most just depressing shows I've ever seen. Interesting. Um, yeah, it gets it gets real sometimes, and it's just like it, it's very surprising for a show of that nature. Because um, every season kind of starts out, it's like, oh, it's funny, haha, funny talking horse man, and then by the end, it's just like, oh, oh, <laughs> wow. I remember um, 
watching the end of season four. Because I think that's the last season I watched. Uh, because season five wasn't out by that point. Um, and then I just never got the, I got, I just didn't get the chance to watch the rest. Um, that, 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 that's, it's like season finale legitimately scared me. Um, wow. it like shook me to my core. Um, and I, I feel like it, I, I don't have that much and it, it, it's just such a good show. I love it. Everything about it is so good. Aaron Paul and, uh, oh God, who's, uh. I can't remember. Aaron who, Paul's in it. Yeah, he's uh, he's Todd. He's the guy with the beanie. Oh wow! Yeah, they're 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 uh, Will Arnett and Aaron Paul are the main two characters, and then um, I can't remember who the cat the cat lady is, but she's also pretty like popular. And then uh, I, the uh, the uh, the guy who's the dog is also pretty famous as well. He does a lot of comedy voiceover stuff. Hmm. It's a great show. I need to re- like rewatch it because it's just so amazing. Cool. Uh, I love it. Friends, I'll just highlight that real quickly. So it used to be my favorite sitcom of all time, and I still think it is, wow, it's definitely a top five greatest sitcom of all time. Yeah. But it isn't nearly as smart, maybe, as some of the other sitcoms that go around, that are, that are around it in, in my list. Yeah, I think it depends on the character for being how smart it is. Yeah. It's I, it is definitely goaded in the sense that again it is base it is the first sitcom where any character in the show can do their own sitcom. I think Seinfeld is a better sitcom than Friends. I don't oh, think yeah. any, I don't think any character any the I don't think those four characters could each carry their own sitcom. Friends they could. Yeah. Uh but and yeah. and there still is of course some there is still great there is some good writing in it obviously. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a classic for a reason. But you do have lulls, you know, in season nine and things like yeah. that that really start to trail off. And again, it isn't after watching stuff like Seinfeld and other things like that. It isn't as smart, maybe as I kind of was hoping it 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 might have been. Yeah, I I mean there are some yeah there are aspects that I really do like. Like compared to like Seinfeld, I like the fact that like with Friends you get to sit down with characters, you know, truly like. You, you, Good point. You it, it it's just like you develop a like for all of them in your own little way, and then it feel it it pays off in the end. Um, where where Seinfeld is not the case. Yeah, Seinfeld. Seinfeld is everyone's funny, but it's not like you like legitimately like like these characters. Um, and I I think Friends is it's 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 funny. Some characters are funnier than others. Like I think I, th- I yeah. think Chandler is absolutely hilarious still to this day. Top three sitcom character for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, both Chandler and Joey, and just like characters like that are just like they're consistently funny no matter what season because they're just they're awesome. The part where the part where Joey's trying out for the game show and he asks Chandler, <laughs> he's like, "Hi, I'm a Russian, whatever." <laughs> um, um, oh yeah. I knew- is that the one where he tries to get the name of Joseph Stalin? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, no, no, that's a different that's one. That's a different but, one. Oh but that god. one's a great moment too. So that basically, so uh, <laughs> Joey is looking for stage names. I believe it is like. Oh yeah, that's that's the one where he tries to choose Joseph Stalin, and he's trying to act more professional. Or something he's like, I'm thinking Joseph whatever and Joseph Stalin or something like that. He's <laughs> yeah, like, Joseph Stalin. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. That one. Like, that, that's a pretty funny one. That's like that one's super early too. That's it like is. season one. Yeah. Um, 
He's or yeah, Chandler's like, "Hi, I'm from whatever. I'm a headhunter." Like, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "That yeah." That, when they're when Joey's practicing for a game show gig, <laughs> yeah, like there, there's aspects like that that make it like absolutely great. But like, yeah, there are some there are some episodes that are just like, uh, yeah, yeah, especially to, like towards like season nine, uh, which I mean, in theory, not the worst thing ever, but definitely not compared to like season like three or four or something like that, where it's like. You get episodes like the one where they're uh, they're all trying to get ready for the like the speech thing that uh, Ross is going to give. Like, I mean, it's all confined to the one apartment. Oh, that's that that is that is a fantastic episode. So that is a peak example of the smart the smart stuff. energy this show can have. Yeah, and it has through a, like a solid most of its its run. I'd say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it it might be it deserves a little higher. Maybe just a little bit, considering it's like a pop culture. Fen- it's a, it's one of those like pop culture phenomenon shows. I I could I could definitely see it in the thirties, especially especially yeah. because you have The Office at thirty four, which I think The Friends is uh, easily a better show. Not oh. easily, but there is a there is oh, a, yeah. a significant margin between me in my belief that Friends is a better sitcom. Oh than yeah, the Office. I, I like the I like Friends a lot more than The Office. Yeah, and so speaking of that, The Office is at thirty four. I will say that, and we need, we need crews, so I'll just say a couple things, which is one, I think Michael Scott is a goaded sitcom character, Hit, and also just um, from, what's, why am I forgetting, why am I forgetting the actor's name? Oh, Steve Carell. Yeah. Steve Carell, his performance is easily top five greatest in sitcom history, easily. Yeah. I will go to bat for that. Now, without him... And it, the show, it show the show shows this. It's not great. It's not really yeah good. Like um, the, the peak but, seasons are super funny. Yeah, but uh, past that, I do not think it is that yeah amazing. I think Dwight's funny too. I like Michael Rain. Is his name right? Rain. I, Rain or oh no, it's Rain and Wilson. Rain what and Wilson, am I thinking? Yeah. Rain and Wilson. He's funny. I, I think the older I get, the less I like Dwight. I I like I, I like the parody aspect that kind of comes with dwight a yeah lot. i i like all the iconic bits with dwight because i think he's then he's actually funny yeah but i think other than that i think he's just okay i think he's he his character's just kind of annoying mm, okay. um then again i think a lot of the characters in the office are kind of annoying yeah you even kind of find that with scott michael scott don't you yeah i i don't know i think i think the idea of the office is super funny and i think a lot of the humor is funny but i think what it boils down to it i think a lot of the characters are just kind of annoying, mm. um, even though the the show itself can be really funny. Like I rewatched some of it, like in a hotel room not too long ago. I was, I was like, this is a show is surprisingly a lot like funnier than I remember. Then I like thought about it and I was like, these characters are, just, eh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Then again, it's just like they don't develop any of the characters, or like past like the main like three or four. It's just like oh, Creed. He exists, mm-hmm. and they give like two background flaws to him, or like things to him, and that's it. Throughout like nine seasons and stuff, and I'm like, this. I why do I care? I don't know. That's okay. Just... <laughs> yeah, I mostly agree. Okay, next. So some other couple other shows I'll shout out: Better Call Saul is at 32, Game of Thrones is at 31, that... Parks and Rec is at 30. Parks and Rec, bring it down. <sighs> I hate that it's beating Game of Thrones. I, I, with all of my soul, I hate it. Um, it. It is basically a poor man's office. The Office. 
honestly. Uh, I'm not a, uh, a I, I'm not a Parks and Rec person, like at all. I, I, I mean, actually, I take that back. I, there are aspects of it I like. I think, I mean, yes, it, it, it does kind of follow that trend of the office where it's like it, it has its occasional funny moment, but like, I think it's. I never liked it. I couldn't get past like two seasons of it. Um, yes, Chris Pratt is funny. Yes, Nick Offerman is funny. Okay, that's it. What's her name? I, I'm a, it's Amy, Amy Poehler. Poehler. Yeah. yeah, she is annoying. She's in the show, in my opinion. Hey. Yeah. Fred Meyer doesn't have any grenadine. All out. <sighs> Everyone on the face of the planet, I guess, is out of grenadine. Um, Wait, can't you can't you go into a liquor store now? Okay, do you want to see if they have grenadine, if there's one nearby? Or if there's not, then... You know, oh, you know who else have it? I don't know, I don't know if there's any liquor stores nearby here, though. Um, Albertson's Market Street would have it. Albertson's Market Street, what's that? It's the one by the village. The big boy one. Oh, well, that's a... Dr- that's, the problem is it's a decent drive. No, because I'm already on Fairview. All right. Oh, crap, yeah. Well... I think we do, don't we? I don't remember. Uh, for the daiquiris, you don't need it, but for one of them, for the for the afterglow thing, you do need it. I don't know. Just don't worry about it. We'll figure it out, dude. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's fine. Just come here. All right. Okay. Bye. For those that are wondering, we are trying to make non-alcoholic tropical beverages in honor of Jimmy Buffett because Jimmy Buffett, we were going to go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. Mm-hmm. You, TJ, me... My, our other friend Emerson, who you know from other episodes, and my brother, but he has some medical issues, so he canceled the show. So we're trying to make the most of it by making non-alcoholic tropical beverages, but apparently there's a, someone that's hoarding grenadine around where we live because we went to three or four stores and got nothing. Yeah, that's number four. Yeah. So anyway, back to the shows. Uh, enough about the grenadine. So anyway, yeah, Parks and Rec. There are some some memorable moments that I do enjoy, but yeah, yeah, I um, it should definitely be in the '60s or '70s for me in this list, maybe even higher. Like yes. actually, like I put it in the '90s. Yeah, I still I, I still think it is. I still think list. it can be a top 100 show, but um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I was just, like, looking at, like, the shows that just, like, the two before it, like, Game of Thrones and Bra- or Better Call Saul. Yeah. What are two considered the greatest shows of all time? Well, then, and then you also look what's five shows down from it, which is freaking MASH, <laughs> which is, like, one of the most inventive media 
whatevers, you know, media, just one of the most inventive shows or movies ever in existence. Literally almost every show on this list has to thank MASH at 25 because what MASH did, and I'll I'll say, I'll just talk about it a little bit, which is it created the plot A and plot B platform, which is your plot A is your main plot line or your comedy or drama plot line, your drama plot line. And then you have comedy, and then you have comedy. Then you have plot line B, which is your comedy or or other plot line going on in the show. And these two plot lines interweave each other until they meet at the end or resolve themselves at the end. No, no show, sitcom or drama, had done that before MASH did. And, and MASH was the first one to do that. And it showed just how how creative and inventive and how economical, I guess you could even say that, that uh, storytelling telling, telling structure is in sitcoms and shows. So, and very funny. And of course the characters are iconic and the theme is iconic. And it did have some minor issues in seasons. What I was telling you this, CJ, I think what I say seasons like eight and nine, I think I was talking to you about them kind of having some issues but it really picked itself back up after kind of getting that lull and finished off strong. By far the best sitcom finale I have ever seen. It's incredible the range of emotions that it it gives you as a viewer after watching all those episodes. Great, great stuff. A, I believe it is firmly a top three sitcom of all time, um, along with two other shows that we'll talk about later. But uh, yeah, MASH, good stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh, real quick, I guess I'll I guess I'll shout out Game of Thrones. Yeah, because I I don't know. Um, yes. are you mad or something about? Yeah. Uh, no. I I I think I think for the most part it's pretty good. I think I think it deserves a little higher, considering a lot of the shows that are around it. Like I don't I don't I don't think I th- okay. The thing about Game of Thrones, the first four seasons of this show. All time great, all time like great drama show. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I've heard people say that season four of Game of Thrones is one of the all time best seasons they've ever seen. I totally agree. I think the trial season for uh, uh, for Tyrion is absolutely phenomenal, and I think it is probably one of the some of the best acting I've ever seen. Um, and I think it is fantastic with Pedro Pascal at the end uh, and stuff like that. That being said... Wait, the Mandalorian's in it? Yes, the Mandalorian <laughs> is in Game of Thrones along with Damn. half of Hollywood. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, and I think it is it is peak TV. Sean Bean, you created a show that is probably uh, going to inspire TV for like decades. Uh, and how Sean, to, Wait, Sean Bean created it? No, he he's like the the main actor that made made it popular. Oh, um, the the show would not be as popular as it is without Sean Bean, because when it first was created, it was it was created by one of the guys who made X Men Origins Wolverine, which is a shit movie, and it had people who were nobodies like Richard Madden and John or not John Snow, that's a character uh, like Kit Harrington. Nobody knew who these kids were. Uh, but you got Sean Bean at the center, uh, and everyone's like, it's Boromir, and he's doing fantasy again. And it's George R.R. R. Martin. 
probably one of the one of the most consistent series of the last like twenty years. Whatever. I I don't remember these times. I was too young for this. I just remember its existence. Um, like I said, the first four seasons, phenomenal. The next few seasons, probably just as good. I mean, the Battle of the Bastards is probably one of the best episodes in all of TV. Uh, and that's in one of the more iffy seasons. That being said, the f- final season is absolute ass. Uh, I think we can all agree for everyone who's seen it. <laughs> Which I have not, but I've heard. Shout out to Emerson. the Starbucks coffee cup and the water bottle. This, Yeah. Everything like that. And the fact that, I don't know, you, you, you retcon everything that makes sense that you just built up over seasons of stuff. Uh, like the, the fact that you can travel across the land in practically one episode when it took almost a season to do that in the past. Um, <laughs> and the fact that you make the person who can't count the person who counts all the money. And it's just like, it's shit like that was just so stupid. Uh, and it makes no sense. And it's, it gets everyone heated because it is so dumb. But when it, that show is good, all time goaded. So I think in my opinion, there's a little higher. I don't know. That, that's just me. so what would you put in the 20s i put it like high teens okay i think i think it deserves a lot higher um especially like because like everyone does everyone i think it is unanimous that like those first few seasons are top tier um i don't know <laughs> okay i yeah yeah i i i definitely don't disagree from what i've heard from that show and but again i have heard like the end of season seven and eight are just oh yeah well i mean like season seven is not even that bad um like season seven is like where they first run out of book and it's like you can see that it's like it's getting so it's getting there but like it's still it's still game of thrones it's still at at heart it knows what it wants to be has a few hiccups but it's fine it's all good. You're all, you're still Papa's favorite boy. But when it comes down to it, the savage ass whooping that you will get for season eight is you are not Papa's little boy anymore. I will bitch slap you. <laughs> um, um, I don't even, I can't comprehend in words how disappointing season eight is. Because it, it, like, I, I don't remember who said it best, but like, in our group, but like season eight somehow single-handedly wiped out one of the most talked about and well-loved shows of all time with the, 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 the top, the charts for a decade and it retconned it into nothingness within a month. And it's like, imagine having a show like friends with it. And then within five episodes, it is gone. <laughs> And it's just like, what the hell happened? I don't even know. Yeah. I oh, I, it makes me mad. I I, I hate it. But um, uh, I love that show. How many, well, how many seasons have you watched? I've seen four all the way through, and I've seen bits of the rest. Um, but like through like, I've seen solid chunks of the rest of the seasons. Okay. Yeah. Well, the good thing is you're still on you. You're well. You you're done with the the goaded stuff, I guess. But you still have other good stuff later on. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to start House of Dragon after I watch Game of Thrones because I heard I I've heard that it is better if you watch Game of Thrones before 
because it is essentially just another season and that they, they essentially kind of treat it like you have watched Game of Thrones. Um, cause I've heard very interesting things from everyone because <laughs> I've heard some very differing opinions, uh, and that it is either very good or very ass. Okay. All right. Well, moving on at 22, we have God damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a miracle worker, which is at number 22, just Star Trek. And I haven't seen the show. Unfortunately, I've seen one or two episodes. But I am a big, big, big fan of the first six Star Trek movies. Well, fifth one is, you know, I'll still enjoy it. But and the first one, but you know, <laughs> not that, not that. Yeah, they have some. I'll just say they have their problems. Um, but just a great set of characters. Great idea. You know, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, Star Wars is the end-all be-all. But got to remember, Star Trek came before it and was very revolutionary in the space, I guess you could say, genre. And definitely inspired Star Wars um, to exist. And and kind of honestly opened the pathway for Star Wars to be as big as it has gotten. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's I, I definitely understand why it's at 22 and can respect that definitely, and need to get need to watch the show. I need to yeah. do it because I love the movie so much. Uh, there's there's kind of a few I want to shout out just like in between. Okay, because like Twenty Seven Deadwood, I've heard that show's fantastic. That's one I've been wanting to watch specifically recently because my friend uh, and I were talking about Timothy Olyphant, and um, I heard that Timothy Olyphant is absolutely fantastic in that show. Um, Freaks and Geeks at Twenty Four. Which is weird because it is like it's on for like a season, and it's 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 like Firefly where it's like it's it's on for one year and it is the end all be all of TV and it's massive awesome. cult following, yeah, massive cult following. And another one season show, uh, Watchmen. Yeah, it's well, but that one that one was purposely it's a mini series. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just one season. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I loved Watchmen. I um, it was a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, significantly better than the the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I think uh they're the, they're they're different in their own little ways. They are. Yeah. Um, considering one is like a, a sequel thing that's like or it's like a quote unquote a sequel where it's like it's it's a bunch of decades later, but um, I think I think Zack Snyder does a decent job trying to adapt something that most people considered unadaptable for the time. Um, just because it's such a dense, like, comic. Uh, it's hard to fit everything into three hours. But I think he does. He he tries. I'll give him credit. And I think there are, are there are aspects of that movie that are actually absolutely fantastic. Like, the guy who's Rorschach is, oh, my God. Um, but that show, is, I think, is, I think, uh, as a whole, it's superior. Uh, Regina King is fantastic. Um, F- great direction in that yeah. movie, in, in, in the miniseries. It, it never falters, and that is something that I I love so much. Especially after watching <laughs> some some recent movies that I that I've been watching. Um, and yeah, never never wavers in that yeah. regard. Tim Blake Nelson is fantastic. I I I and also too, even when the the plot gets complicated. 
It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel complicated, and it never hic- it, There's no hiccups. It no, it just it, keeps cruising. It keeps makes cruising, sense. Yeah, and yeah, it, it feels fresh. It feels fantastic. Uh, I love the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, great ending. Like it's Inception style ending. It's awesome. I love yeah. it. Oh my god. Uh, Eighteen. All shout out Saturday Night Live. We haven't really been shouting out those kind of shows, but. Um, I mean, we did talk about Key and Peele. I mean, what can you say? It's Saturday Night Live. Recent, yeah. Their recent seasons, I haven't really been paying attention. Don't really care. Um, I don't think they're really nearly as funny. I, I, that, um, I think the older I get, I think I just don't like SNL in general that much. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think... I don't know if it's just like my humor is changing or what it is, but like... Um, I've gone back and I've watched some of those SNL, like iconic SNL bits, and I'm just like, this is okay. Mm. I think it's just fun. It's it, there are bits that are still funny, but like, I just like SNL. I think I've just like grown past it. Um, like, but and, and, I'm I'm glad it exists because I mean, a it gave me humor for years and years, and b it, I mean it, it it's like a think tank for most like big comedy. Um. I mean, you got names like Chevy Chase, who, I mean, total asshole, but, I mean, all-time comedy god, and you got Bill Hader, and you got Adam Sandler, and you got, like, all these big names. Eddie Murray. Yeah. Like, people like that, like, uh, from, like, different decades and all that, like, Andy Sandberg. It's kind of like the, I'd say, like, the last of that bit, or about, of the recents. Um, Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader is in that group, where it's just, like, people who, like, lead the comedy world. And are like the god of like or the gods of like here's how comedy movies are written, um, but I don't know. Yeah, I just every time I come back to it, I'm just like I like it a little less and less, um, and I have not paid attention to anything in the most recent seasons. Like I occasionally watch like a, a new sketch or sketch every now and then, but I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, I. I will say that I still I still really do enjoy it. The, again, we're talking past season. We're talking about yeah. 80s, 90s stuff. Yeah. Um, I still find it pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I, Chris Farley is... Oh, Chris Farley's like... Hilarious. Well, whoops. We'll, we'll bleep that out. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'd say like 80s to like mid-2000s is where it's best. Because like mid-2000s, you got like that Bill Hader crowd that like... They, 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 they had their own little humor. They kind of changed it up. But like in its own way, it's still pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I, I think honestly what i think probably the sketch that probably makes me the laugh the most it's recent but it's just adam driver is the one where he's caked in makeup and he's like the <laughs> oil baron that sketch actually kills me that that because that, that, it's just adam driver being a total moron for 10 minutes or not for 10 minutes but. the the most recent sketch that i found hilarious and this is also telling him the fact that i just haven't been a fan of the recent stuff is the star killer base undercover boss with uh Adam Driver, where he goes undercover as Kylo Ren. That one's pretty good. I heard Kylo Ren has an eight pack. Like it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, I, that, um, that's definitely one of the funniest funnier ones. I I never was on high, as high on it as everyone else, but I I did find that one pretty good. It shows you why Adam Driver also is really hilarious. Oh, he's, he's a so he's so funny. funny. Yeah, I love Adam Driver. Yeah, he, he's definitely one of my favorite like modern actors. Yeah, and and he well and he got a start on Girls, which is comedy, correct? Isn't it a comedy show? Or no? I think it's part comedy. Oh, okay, part. I've never seen it. Okay. All right, so yeah, Saturday Night Live. Also, a shout-out, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood with Eddie 
Eddie Murray, where he kind of does a play on that. Eddie and, Murphy? Uh, yeah, why did I say Eddie Murray? I said that twice. Eddie Murphy. Um, <laughs> New Trit Eon. Very funny. Um, and then, of course, you have goaded more cowbell with, with Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. I, I, I The Leftovers is at 17. Uh-huh. That's one I've, I've been meaning to check out because uh, it has Justin Thorax. Um, and I've heard it's a good kind of slow, quiet, depressing show. It's only on for a few years, but I've heard it's very good. Mm. I've been meaning to try it at least sometime. Yeah. Doesn't look like, doesn't look from the picture. Doesn't look like a show that you want to watch uh, to feel good. So no, it, I I think it's like I can't. I think the part of it is just like people disappear, and it's like the people that are left over from people disappearing or something. Jeez, it's really weird. It's something like that. Mm. Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks. Hold on, sixteen. Twin Peaks. Hold on. Are you going to play the Twin Peaks theme? Okay, that's it. You only have heard the first six seconds because we don't want to get copyrighted, but you know. Yeah. Um, What to say about this show? This is... So, you know, TJ and I have gone over our top television shows of all time, and when you average it out, combine both of ours, the highest for both of us is Twin Peaks. And there's a reason for that, because... It was, I talked about how iconic the X-Files is, but Twin Peaks was really kind of like the original yeah. of that. Uh, because you did have an FBI detective kind of dealing with mystical sort of fantasy-like things. And it's, the acting is great, oh, directing fantastic. is great, yeah. writing is great. There's Emerson. Um, the, 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 the tones are balanced so well and so quirky and serious and yeah, it's, it's funny while it's also haunting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin is fantastic. I mean, it's David Lynch creating it. Yeah. Um, I, I loved how, and there's nothing wrong with David Lynch movies. They're, they're great. But hi, buddy. Hello, senor. Come in here, buddy. But it was also Twin Peaks. But also, why I loved it because I also loved it because sort of that that Lynchian style is is kind of being sobered by Mark Frost, which I I will be honest, I do think that is a plus. Um, Now, when they do Twin Peaks: The Return, which this this in this top list is not talking about, it's just talking about Twin Peaks. Well, I, I think guess it's it, all of it. Oh, I guess it is, but technically, technically, it's considered a different show. But um, but yeah, I, I and I and I still loved that. Even it, that was just David Lynch gone wild in in Twin yeah. Peaks: The Return. But I do like these original two seasons more because, in part, because of that sobering, that 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 the soberness, I guess that. Mark Frost brings to the show and I think honestly makes the makes it it makes it more coherent and because oh, yeah. David Lynch right if he did his thing it'd just be all wild which is not a bad thing but um to me makes it more interesting I think the original plan for hit for Lynch was honestly to make something a little more coherent oh really yeah well, like like Lynch himself has actually said that was his plan I think so because like I originally it wasn't supposed to be all about the mystery Mm. it was like the setup but um it was kind of just like 
it's kind of like his 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 vibe with Blue Velvet, where it's like, let's take this ideal looking place, let's tell, let's let's look at how shitty it is, um, like on the like on the low key, um, and he, I think he said that like he honestly didn't even want to reveal reveal the killer until like the last episode or something. He wanted it to be like four or five seasons long, um, and like, uh, but I mean that didn't happen because unfortunately then production companies and production companies television and fans co- companies had way more control uh not even pr- like production companies it's mostly fans which led to production companies okay yeah, yeah yeah um but it was interesting um like the way that they set things up in the, the first episode are very different than the show going forward and stuff like that like you can tell that it had a very different vibe yeah, and one thing that this show did that some of my other favorite shows did, like Miami Vice, is that is they made it feel like a movie. Mm-hmm. The way they shot it, the way the the, the 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 tones and sort of the the like the aura of the show very felt very much like a movie, and yeah. and that was cool to see as well. Yeah, the uh, the vibe is it's there. Mm hmm. All right, let's see what else we got here. Now we're going to enter... Oh, shout out the Twilight Zone, which I think... What's that, 12? 12, yeah. I was going to say, I think that and the Americans are like the last two or three that like... Or the, oh, the Americans is at 14. I remember my mom loved that show. So... But Succession's 11. Kind of funny we're talking about the Twilight... Or just talking about Twin Peaks because really the three... Well, I guess you have to include Star Trek too, but... Really, the staples of great science fiction television are Star Trek, The Twilight Zone, Twin Peaks, and The X-Files. As far as how iconic they are, the the heights that they reached, and how they influenced, really, things in movies and television to come. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Twilight Zone is debatably the one that did that the most. Um... But just just a great format of, you know, individual episodes commenting on, you know, things of the time, society, all that sort of stuff, um, adding that horror spin to it has one of my favorite television show episodes ever, which is the one with Chris, with Christopher, what was I saying? Christopher, William Shatner on the plane, um, dealing with, uh, whatever. What? what? Sorry, I can't get, um. Uh... The creator guy's voice out of my head. Imagine if you will. Rod Sterling? Yeah. Imagine if you will, a dark room. <laughs> that's Well, that's cool. What do you, well, what do you mean? Like, uh, it's just like, uh, it's like my internal monologue turned into his voice. Oh. And I couldn't stop laughing at that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, it's, 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 such, it's so enjoyable to just like, yeah. talk like him. Because it. Oh, I thought you were talking about the show, but yeah. That too, yeah. The Twilight Zone is fantastic. I love the Twilight Zone. Very, also had some very smart camera work too in that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you see clips of it on movie movie uh, movie accounts on Instagram talking about, oh, hey, this shot's really cool or whatever. And just, just a lot of really smart writing going on as well, right? Because, I mean, as I said, they were commenting on, you know, things that were going on at the time in society and... Yeah, and, I, mean, uh, 
I haven't watched that show in a long time. I yeah, I was. A- there was a moment where I was really going from beginning to end. I got through sixteen episodes and and I didn't. But I need to do that. So yeah, that, just because it's something that I want to watch all the way through. But the one that I always piqued my interest was there was one where it was like a neighborhood, and they think they see a UFO, and then it turns into like Lord of the Flies. Um, and it it it, it always seemed like such an interesting episode because i heard it was like one of the better ones i've always meant to watch it never have never ever (laughs) and it really really grasped and fit in that niche where it made it just normal enough where after you would watch an episode you'd go outside or do whatever and it'd freak you the hell out yeah if you like ran into a similar situation like with that ufo thing or like you're on a plane and you'd have that instant memory of that episode and it kind of freaked you out. I definitely had that with a couple. I mean, obviously I didn't know. I knew it was probably not going to happen. It wasn't really going to happen, but you get what I'm saying. So let's move into the top 10, TJ. Mm-hmm. Give me two on here that you want to talk about and talk about them. And then we'll give, we'll just list the top three. Um, that isn't list ones that aren't the top three. I guess I can go first with, with cheers. Well, we'll do, yeah, we'll do cheers at eight. So I think that this, I think that cheers is the greatest sitcom of all time. And I kind of hinted at it when we were talking about it with Frasier, which I think it is the most consistently good sitcom from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And I also think it did what not even Seinfeld did at points, which it's adapt, which is the way it adapted to big change changes and debatably had the biggest change happen in a sitcom where you had one of the main characters, actors legitimately die four seasons in. And then you had another Shelley Long who I can't remember why she left maybe for movies. That's a lot. Of, that's usually a big reason for a lot of, you know, stars that get popular on shows to leave. But and and and, keep, and Shelley Long was the main love interest with with Sam in Cheers, the main the character played by why am I forgetting his name? Ted, Ted Danson. Danson, yeah. And so and so, but but the fact that those people left and still they brought in characters like Frasier and were able to replace those characters in not totally replacing them but replacing them a little and then also kind of changing that character's role despite being in the same slot as that character and making it just as funny and just as good is remarkable. And I think it's an testament to the fact too that I was actually skeptical about the character, the actor that replaced Shelley Long. And I was like, is this really going to work? And it did just as well as I could have imagined. And so really all around great stuff. It was the first. It, it inv- the show invented the will they won't they with with Shelley Long and Ted Danson's characters. That was not a Friends thing. That was not a whatever thing. That was a Cheers thing. That Cheers started that big TV romance kind of blueprint there. And so yeah, that is kind of my condensed version of why Cheers is fantastic. And also shout out uh, Norm. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, I, I just realized looking through all this, Emerson, you're going to be mad about this. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender isn't in the top 100. 
Who do I need to castrate with rusty scissors now? Um, this is unacceptable. Honestly, I, I, I think that deserves to be in like the top 25 alone. Yeah, for sure. Um, what What is on there that shouldn't be on there? You'll love this, Emerson. Part. Parks and Rec is at 30. It beats Game of Thrones. <laughs> Who made this list? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Where'd you find the list then? It's on Rolling Stone. Fuck Rolling Stone. Dude, honestly. Um, oh, didn't he just did a, uh, the author, no, not author, owner or founder or whatever the hell of Rolling Stone just did a thing on Joe Rogan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I actually like the list. I mean, take, if you take away those two things, I think it's a pretty good list. I think, yeah, the things that are on here, most of them deserve to be on here. There's a few things that you could change on here that would make sense. Um, you go with your other one so I, I can pick things that uh, well I'll just go I mean the one I'll talk about is what you want to talk about too so we can just talk about it Seinfeld I assume you were going to talk about that one right I was not oh you weren't okay so okay, yeah I assumed so, you were going to talk about it oh okay yeah that's true I, I thought ahead <laughs> so yeah Seinfeld I think this is the smartest sitcom in existence ever because it Part of the reason why is it tapped into something that really no one thought was actually possible, which is make a show about nothing, and because uh, that's its big sort of tagline. And um, it definitely was a show about nothing, about four people's really nobodies that everyone kind of hated because uh, they weren't really great people. No. Actually, they oh, yeah. kind of were jerks, um, and assholes. so they were kind of assholes. Yeah. And so, yeah, just some really, really funny stuff and very applicable to daily life, which I think makes it so timeless. It's like all this stuff, right? Like the um, parking garage episode was kind of the first one that sort of reminded me of that and also really got me into it. Um, Really just, you know, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld looking at like, okay, here are these issues that we experience every day. Let's make fun of them and highlight them in the show and did and did that to at a, an extremely high level and uh you know and you also have to credit the actors too they did a great 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 job right. kramer is my favorite character on the show and uh i know he wasn't he wasn't what made the show famous in the sense that his kind of humor was more physical and that's not what necessarily made the show super unique because you'd seen physical comedy, you know, a billion other times before, but, um, nonetheless, still very funny. Oh yeah. He, I mean, he wasn't, he didn't have the most original type of comedy, but he was, he was definitely one of the most famous types of comedy in the show. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong with the main four, uh, Jerry Elaine, George and Kramer classics mm-hmm. uh and i mean it's it's a show that takes the most basic ass like event and makes it into the dumbest thing about like parallel parking <laughs> yeah parallel parking getting mad at golf and it ends up turning into the oj simpson case um like stuff yeah. like that it's just like it, it takes such a weird turn and like in every little way it can i rewatched that oj simpson one not too long ago and it's so funny Mm-hmm. Um, well, also too, and this is similar to Community, is having all these great references to yes. to movies and shows and all that stuff that totally fit in seamlessly. Yeah, it's 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 definitely interesting to see kind of like the uh, the, the the movies they pick at, to reference in the nineties, um, 
considering, I mean, uh, it's kind of like what was famous at that time where community is kind of like that same kind of vibe, but like in the two thousands. So you get like some of that other stuff. Um, so I guess you, it, it's quirky. It's fun. I think there is some, I think, uh, my one knock with Seinfeld is that you can tell who's directing episodes sometimes. And sometimes that's a good thing. And sometimes that is a bad thing. Um, because sometimes just like the, the show, the, you, if you tell that some, like someone's directing an episode, you probably find out it's going to be one of the worst ones of the season. Um, but I feel like for the most part, the show is pretty consistent, but there are episodes that are just like, yeah. Yeah. And it, the show did botch the finale, which is one of the th- staples that makes a show goaded. And yeah. so that really, they, they botched it. And so that is a flaw as well. But, um, like I said, it is, despite that, it is a top three sitcom of all time. Yeah. Uh, the two, I was just going to kind of point out because they were the most modern, mm-hmm. uh, were Atlanta and Fleabag. Okay. Um, I've seen a season of both of these. Uh, I love both of them. I think they're both hilarious Ow. and definitely deserve to be in that top, top bit. Um, Atlanta is, it's like, it's, it's dry. It's funny. Um, it, it kind of has like that Donald Glover and like the, uh, the guy from it, Eternals, who's the, who's the rapper and Keith Steinfeld are all as a trio are just so funny. It's just just like, it's, uh, oh my God. Emerson, have you seen Atlanta? No, it's on my list. It's so good. The new season or movie or whatever is coming out, right? I was going to say, I think the new season comes out later this year. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember that first season. I was like, I binged it so quick because it's just like, it's so funny. The one episode that I remember, like, just like in my brain, is there's one where it's like a it's like a PBS interview with a rapper and like some like really like anti rapper lady, and then like in between they make like joke commercials, and like at one point it's like jokes on Lincoln cars and Matthew McConaughey and stuff like that. And it's just like it feels so seamless and perfect, and it's just like every joke like knows how to pay itself off. And then Fleabag is, I mean it's Fleabag. I I think that show is absolutely hilarious um i think it's it's vulgar in all the way it needs to be it's it's brutally honest it's i mean uh phoebe waller bridge is a fantastic writer i think she's super funny and um all that i i I definitely need to rewatch it because it's been a long time since i've watched it uh and my parents love it even more than i do um it's a shame it got canceled after two seasons because it is kind of one of those modern great shows that everyone was behind and everyone loved and what that was perfect. Then they canceled it. <laughs> Fleabag? Yeah. Really? They canceled it? Was it on Amazon Prime? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you... it had a re- season that came out recently. Uh, the last season came out in like 2018. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like 16 and 18. Oh, I'm season. thinking of the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, That's another show that people like, but... Uh, yeah, Fleabag. Fleabag was really well-loved because it was like, this is how you write a TV show. This is how you write good comedy. This is how you write, which is like, a great show. And then they canceled it, even though everyone loved it. Um, and I think... And then I think I think they released, like, a special where they 
they talked about like riding Fleabag and stuff like that, but wasn't too crazy. I would love to see it come back because it deserves it deserves some sort of payoff because it's a great show. Cool. All right, let's list. We'll just list off the top five. Fleabag you just mentioned was five. The Wire is four. Breaking Bad is three. Two is The Simpsons, and number one is The Sopranos. So I have seen Breaking Bad, and I so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. But I mean, there's much smarter people that have talked about why this show is so great. Um, it built off some of the stuff that Vince Gilligan found in the X Files, and but it, I mean, it is a billion times better than the X Files. Not a billion, but it's. it's freaking amazing and um the just the writing the acting performances from brian cranston and aaron paul are tremendous i definitely put them in top 15 acting performances in a television show of all time i would say so even aaron paul i think they're great and the develop the character development that those two do of course along with the writers from season to season, especially Aaron Paul's character is tremendous and really is it really gives you a great deep dive into the characters and uh, yeah yeah really really great stuff um, from that show and then TJ you've seen more of The Simpsons than I have I really have only seen like an episode I don't know if you want to mention that oh yeah I mean The Simpsons I mean you can't go wrong I mean well um. The Simpsons through, like, the first, like, 10 years of The Simpsons is all-time goaded. It is, I mean, it, it, it's how you, it's it's one of the examples of just how you write TV comedy. Uh, it's visually hilarious. It's it's just smart. Its references are hilarious. Uh, can't get better than Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson. <laughs> Yeah, they literally parody, I guess, and make fun of and use every single big pop culture show moment, whatever, under the sun. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's just like it's it's animated and it has the ability to go anywhere and do anything, and it, it takes advantage of that. Um, I mean, Matt, uh, is it Matt Gold? I remember. I can't remember his last name. But I mean, the, between The Simpsons and Futurama, Homeboy made some good shows. Um, and yes, The Simpsons has turned into pretty garbage uh, through the last few years. Uh, but when you take it at face value, at those original seasons that are it's like it's like Game of Thrones treatment. First few seasons are absolutely phenomenal. Past that, eh, it's kind of it's not the worst thing you'll ever see, but it's definitely not good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a smart show. It's super funny. I love every, every time I watch it, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised and always delighted to watch it. Cause it's just, it's always so funny. I love it. Awesome. And then unfortunately people will come knocking at my door and kill me, but I have not the, seen the Sopranos yet it's on my list. But no, I have not seen it. So if you want to come take my head off, just be prepared. I do have a ring doorbell, so that's going to play into effect here. But um, 
That ain't going to save you, buddy. Well, it'll warn me through the windows. It'll warn me. Do you have the ring up on your phone? No. (laughs) (laughs) My parents do, though. Mm. So that counts for something. (laughs) It's not saving him. No, not at all. Don't worry. I have some... It will... uh... It will make a funny video, though, to put into your uh, life sketch presentation at your funeral. Oh, cool. That's, that's Might a good draw point. my life on YouTube. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, on that at note. At age 21, I was beat up by a bunch of people, that, and I was not saved by my ring doorbell. <laughs> well. Ring doorbells are annoying because you have to buy a special Torx bit that have a hole in the center so you can open them. Anyway, sorry. I don't appreciate you interrupting the podcast, Emerson. Come interrupt some more. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we end this thing so we can make tropical drinks? Ooh. I want tropical drinks right yeah, now. Yeah, my mouth is starting to itch. I need to eat some food. Do you have like a little scrub brush that you can scrub so you're, it, no, get rid of your itches? No, I'm scratched by sharp foods that will make me bleed. Huh. Okay, that's fair. You ever have one of those moments when, like, you're vibing so hard to your music in your car, you just know that if a cop looked at you, they'd pull you over thinking you were doing coke? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, that was just me. And, oh, fun fact. What uh, was the song? Winco, just now. The Winco, what? What what song were you vibing to? A couple uh, songs from... Moana. uh, The, no, the, not yet, the Ride the Lightning album. Okay. Uh, Metallica, a couple of Ramstein songs, a couple of Judas Priest. Ramstein tequila. Is it? Do they make that? Yeah, we talked about this. Oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> um. Oh, so I checked Winco, which is a, you know across the street from Fred Meyer. Mm-hmm. They didn't have grenadine either. So I asked the people at Fred Meyer. They said that, that that a vendor, by the way, is the one who stocks all the grenadine. So I think that. Whoever the vendor is is out. It, yeah, whoever Sons the vendor bitches. is for this whole area is out. Mm, that makes well, sense. Let's go fight him. That's em. how vendors work. Buddy. Yeah. No, that's not I how know. vendors work. I know. I'm. I am a vendor, Emerson. That's not how John, we work. You've never had a job in your life. Okay. What would you know? <laughs> He's a vendor of Coke. Yeah, I'm a vendor uh, of Coke. Very similar to a grocery store vendor, I'm sure. He's the Heisenberg. <laughs> Yeah, well, on that note, we thank you for listening. I thought the list was, again, I thought it was, a, I'd give it a solid 8.5 out of 10. Uh, I'd take away a point and a half for the Parks and Rec ranking. And I guess, yeah, Game of Thrones ranking. I would fuck burn the list, dude, <laughs> for not including including Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. I'd give it like a 7. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of the things that are on there deserve to be on there. I don't think Parks and Rec is those beyond that. Well, that's why I say a lot of. Oh. Listen to what he's saying. It's a little hard when I'm not listening. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I think you can change up a few things, and it'll probably be a lot better. Um, But, I mean, then again, it's all subject to opinion. I mean... Opinions are what make the world great. So we appreciate opinions. And on that appreciative note i don't appreciate wrong opinions jesus you we're gonna come on this podcast and i'm going to absolutely 
hammer down. I'm going to verbally assault you with how well I'm going to prove why the first two movies in the sequel trilogy of Star Wars are good. I will rewatch them, Pound Two Monsters, and you will not be able to think straight for days because I will just like fucking just annihilate that's already a sign of you're not gonna have a good defense and i'm, I'm literally going no, to absolutely it, just like mop the floor with you emerson coked up on caffeine at, at night is literally the smartest person on the planet i've already got you with a few things you're like all right yeah that's actually good so that and some of those are literally the pillars of what makes a great a good movie so you're about well, to the get rest of it's like shit well you're you're absolutely about to get slapped like multiple times so dude i will fucking destroy you right? <laughs> that's funny um, so anyway, look forward to that episode where Emerson... Tell, this is a sneak peek to that episode where well, John I, and Emerson scream at each other and I sit here checking my phone. Where, um, yeah. Emerson will not be able to function after this, after the argument because I'll absolutely just, ab- he just won't, you can't even, won't even be able to look at him. He's going to be so just dead inside. Um, so on that note, yeah, right. we thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Manic Movie. Misfits Podcast. We'll see you later. Bye.